0: Hello and welcome to another episode of The Third Wheel I'm one of your hosts, Aaron And I'm your other host, Hamish And we are recording from lockdown from the UK uh, This is our first ever, I know, remote recording session And we are joined by a friend of ours from uni, Andy Do you want to introduce yourself?
1: Hi guys, yeah, I'm Andy I'm uh, an old friend
0: <laughs> Yeah, it's been a, it's, it's a bit of Like how long has it been? Like three, three years maybe?
1: Yeah, yeah, I reckon maybe
0: Grad I was even going to go further back to like Cam's birthday in Birmingham. That was like his twenty-first, right. whatever. That was ages ago. Yeah, but that was the last time. Yeah. So you were a housemate of two of our friends from computer science, Cam and Hassan. That's yeah, pretty much how we we all kind of met. And then yeah, I guess the big news at the moment is COVID nineteen in coronavirus. And you and he actually happened to be living in Wuhan yeah. which is, is uh kind of all pretty mad
1: for the last year and a half and um yeah it was all very strange in how how basically so i live in between the seafood market where it's supposed to have first originated and the hospital where it was first sort of confirmed and diagnosed so and it, and it's literally, I'm literally sandwiched between the two. And I work, I was working as a teacher um, for three weeks in that area. And that was after it, it was sort of confirmed. That it came from public knowledge. So, yeah, I think I may have had it in mid-December because, like I said, like, you know, living bef- between the two and also at the rate that it seems to spread, I think there's a very good chance that, uh, yeah, I did have it. So, yeah.
0: Yeah, I guess if we take it back then to... The beginning when was like when did you first hear of the coronavirus like covid-19 was it like a rumors kind of going around the city and
1: yeah that, like that? that was the first sort of social media sort of circulation kind of like the first iteration was at christmas um and of course china being china we don't really know how long it is it, it had existed before that this sort of new strain that was that was being spread So, because China does like to uh, keep tight, a lot of information if possible. And uh, yeah, I must admit, it wasn't a scary time. We just sort of thought it was just, oh, people are getting sick. Yeah.
0: I guess at the beginning, was it just kind of brushed off as just another common virus yeah because the
1: seafood market was sort of a bit of a, a living meme for me and my mates that i work with because it's just this sort of disgusting this disgusting in the summer it stinks and in even in the winter it doesn't smell good and it, it's all open air there's like meat hanging down you can see the like you know the juices dripping
2: i just saw a picture on a metro article which we'll bring up later like it's so it looks so horrible
1: yeah, I mean it's the fish market, which is like on on the main strip of road on a road called uh, Sh- Shinobar Road, and just off of that you've got the the fruit market next to it as well. And I never went into sort of the back alley parts of it, but I'm guessing that's where you get your illegal dealings, uh, your bats and whatever. So yeah, it's it was just a meme. Like I said, it was, it's just round a corner from my house. It's about a two hundred metre walk from my front door. So um, yeah. I'm very well acquainted with that area.
0: Yeah, I guess for those who don't know, like the coronavirus was believed to be started in a market that, like, and this market where it sells animals, basically like dead and alive animals, even.
1: Guanan seafood market. Yeah, so so it's so like the main smell in the area is, is all the fish, and like you see like live turtles being being sold, and that's that's all legal. But of course, it's the more it's it's the illegal trade that happens behind closed doors that we don't see.
2: So, um, regarding this, like, no one really, no one's really said the source of it. Like, I don't know if there's any any different sources in China circulating on whichever social media you can actually access. So, I saw that it said that the patient zero is believed, to, well, believed to be a um, woman in the sh- selling shrimp in the market. But she says that she got it by using a shared toilet in the market. So, although she's the first person to be diagnosed, she's not actually, like, the source of it. So... And there's no confirmation of it being from a bat. Do you have like any other like mad information for us? I hope China don't listen to this and kill you forever, you know.
1: <laughs> it's strange because like the Chinese, the Chinese take on it is like like their official take on it is still that it originated in Huanan seafood market. But more recently, of course, people in the West are suggesting that um that it was like a Chinese chemical mistake that went wrong or testing that went wrong. And more recently the Chinese are starting to say that actually it came from foreigners. Which
0: is just so funny. (laughs) I, I saw this like really long thread on Twitter at like last night from some random guy, but he had like quite a lot of followers. I think he's, I don't know who he is, but he was saying how it was all planned by China. And I think there's a lot of conspiracies about that going around right now about how yeah, China had to let off this virus and now they're like recovering from it. Fine. Or allegedly recovering from it fine. And apparently like other places in China didn't really get hit that badly. And a lot of other countries that China are like so-called allies with didn't get hit as bad as like the US and the UK and stuff like that.
1: Well it's strange because like the Chinese the Chinese don't like the US. Like they definitely don't. Trump is definitely definitely a big part of that. Because obviously anything that he says does circulate on Chinese social media. But the Chinese do actually quite like the British. Strangely. Yes, there's history with Hong Kong. But I mean, the general sort of opinion on the ground is, is that the Chinese like, like us. But you mentioned like in terms of the Chinese recovery and their facts and figures. And it's quite interesting because in the news at the moment, it, it says, oh, you know, Italy has now more deaths than China. Oh, America now has yeah, more cases. Yeah. There's no way that the Chinese were actually recording that. Like, like Wuhan has 11 million people. Hubei province has 55 million people in it. And like, it was circulating for what, two months or so before it was all shut down. Um, mm-hmm. Like the shutdown date for the whole province was 23rd of January. Okay. And the, just like, it ha- just like it's happened in the UK, the, the number of confirmed cases, is not being counted anymore because the people are too bothered with dealing with people who need help like immediately. And so...
0: Yeah, that doesn't account for everyone who's kind of self-isolating at home and could have it, does it?
1: Yeah, exactly. And of course, there's there's also talk about, you know, different people having different symptoms, younger people not even feeling it at all in certain cases. So yeah, it is an interesting one. And I don't think we'll ever fully know because if China is more in the wrong than than we believe, they won't let that information slip. So... The one thing
2: that's um, about the conspiracy theory is about China, obviously, manufactured the virus and whatnot. The thing is, it doesn't work in their favor. I mean, the conspiracy theory doesn't work because if you look at the Chinese population, like a lot of them are a lot more older than anything. So if they've made a virus that kills off older people, all they're doing is hurting their own population more than... I guess in other countries, so it doesn't work.
1: But strangely, in terms of like a, an like an economic move forward, that would make sense if they did it in say twenty years time, because China has gone through the whole one child policy thing. So I know a lot of a lot of people who are our age, and the like the entire generation only has one you know one kid, two parents. So they, they will definitely hit they will definitely hit a time where young people can't support their parents. Like pensions aren't a thing as much. In China, but they're much more efficient uh, in saving, and so there will there will come a point where younger people will will be so bowed down, and their parents will be will will be living with them and and, and relying on them. It'll be two parents for every one kid, so you're going to have for every couple four grandparents. They would like the sole providers for them, so. In twenty years' time, that would kind of make sense as a like as a strategy for reducing the the burden that old people put on Chinese society. But for just now, I don't think it's uh, quite as um, it doesn't it doesn't make sense quite as much. But yeah, give it, give it twenty years, and that'd make perfect sense. Yeah,
0: yeah, I I don't buy any of the conspiracies in a way. Like I don't know, it just it just doesn't make much sense to me. When
2: you supposedly thought you had it, was like. I guess you're the only person that we probably know that has actually got it under speaking to. You, so was it like anything deep? Did you have any underlying health conditions? Like, if you want to say that. It's...
1: I don't know if I had it because okay. because because obviously I had it. I was in hospital, in the hospital where it was diagnosed on December the 15th. And supposedly the virus started in late, in late November. So it's a good chance I did have it. I was on a drip and, and my girlfriend had a, had a bad fever, coughs and etc. the week after I had it, so we had sort of similar symptoms, but not perfectly aligned.
0: And did it feel just like a normal kind of flu, or was it a bit worse?
1: I did feel like crap. Yeah, um it was the first time in China that, that I've taken a day off work, and yeah, so you know, I'm not a sort of person who would take off take off yeah. work and decide couldn't work. So yeah, no, it it wasn't great. It was the worst I've felt in a long time, but. um you know, I'm twenty twenty four, so I'm quite. I'm, I'm twenty four and quite active, so I, I, I didn't have any worries. And of course, at that point, it wasn't common knowledge.
2: So obviously, you left the country before the lockdown. So did they like do any checks, or it was it quite easy to get out of the country? Because obviously, this this is like a, probably a big talking factor of how much did China let it kind of slip out into the world.
1: Yeah, um, well, they definitely did. Um, but also, we were terrible. Like the British, I mean, okay, okay, right. So this could be a same sort of 15 minute section as well. Um, so, so I was quite lucky to stay ahead, ahead of the virus everywhere I went. Um, yeah. Until now, you know, the UK has gone into uh, uh, advised lockdown. But um, so, so of course, I'll sort of lay out in a timescale.
0: So we had, yeah. we had
1: three weeks of public knowledge, me and my friends working in China, in that area. Two weeks of teaching, one week of just sort of admin work in school.
0: Are we talking about like December?
1: Yeah, so November. from Christmas from Christmas through to January twentieth. So that's almost a okay. month. We were in Wuhan, working and teaching and spreading. <laughs> and um, <laughs> thankfully, we back in October had booked our flights to Seoul. South Korea for Jan 20th, and at this point, there people were worrying, and there's a lot of temperature checks at the airport. But that's what it was. All it was was a, a forehead scanner. the forehead scanner checks the temperature on the plane you get, and that was in Wuhan. That was at Wuhan Airport. And so we had those sort of three days in South Korea where we just kind of travelled and, and was we just going sightseeing. And then on the day we flew from South Korea to Japan, went from Seoul to Tokyo. That was on the 23rd, and that was a day where everything shut down. Yeah, in Hubei. Um and like at that point that was where do you know what now I'll show you the videos. I'll show you I'll share some of it some of the videos on share screen one second.
2: Oh we'll post these online somehow with us.
1: <laughs> cool. Okay, yeah. So this was the scene in uh Wuhan on the sort of the twentieth to the twenty third. So can you see this?
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah what do exactly you think uh, is happening? For um for like people who are listening. Andy, would you be able to send us these afterwards?
1: Absolutely, yeah, That's fine. no worries.
0: Yeah, and we we will like have him on our like Instagram in the post for Andy's episode. So if you want to like follow along, where's this? Is this person dead?
1: Don't know which hospital it is. I can't read Chinese very well, but um, this is people waiting to be seen, and this is a guy who's collapsed in the hospital. Well, it's quite crazy, really. And so this was one that I took on the fifteenth of December when I was in hospital in in Wuhan,
0: and that was just as it was starting to spread.
1: Yeah, yeah. And if you think that that we were disrespectful to other shoppers and that sort of thing. During this sort of panic time, the Chinese were so much worse. Really? Yeah, yeah. Like,
0: So how was like... So the news just started to like break out and also the UK is getting a lot of... There's a lot of shit going around about like people in like supermarkets and shop hoarding and stuff like that. How was like China's kind of response?
1: I will try and find that for you now. It's a really good video um, of... It's, it's like... One second... So yeah, so there's a video that I've got on here somewhere of loads of people in China fighting over, like literally fighting over noodles in a bowl, like in like a massive bucket. Um, (laughs) I'm trying to think, because it really is impressive.
0: You could probably go viral with some of this stuff. (laughs) Uh, Yeah.
1: Well, (laughs) I I mean... it did go viral in China initially, and uh, yeah, like because obviously I'm in quite a few sort of uh, group chats with Chinese people, and they they're very good at sharing all the best, all the best and worst of China. Um, <laughs> yeah,
2: was it like tougher for you to understand the news? Because I guess it was in Mandarin or Cantonese.
1: Yeah, but like I've got friends and girlfriends and stuff, and they're Chinese, and they they translate it, they, they translate it all for me if I ask.
2: That's mad. So when you got... Whilst you, I guess whilst you're finding it, when you were getting on the plane and stuff, did they disinfect the plane or did, did they disinfect you guys? Like, did they try to... No, no, no. <laughs> that's fucking
1: mad. No, literally. So all it was was a forehead scan. And that's and the that thing we had. All it was was a forehead scan. And...
0: And then I guess arriving into the UK, they weren't even like... It was just an unknown kind of thing at that time.
1: Yeah, so... Um, so it kind of, it kind of... It peaked when I was going to come back to the UK. So um, China, leaving China was fine. Going from South Korea to Japan with no checks at all, because at that point, South Korea and Japan only had a few cases each. And but, so, so basically what I did was I waited two weeks, because that was kind of the thing that everyone was saying. Everyone was saying, wait two weeks and then you can travel. You know, anyone who's been to China in two weeks can't come here. And like, Because Wuhan shut down, I, my plan was to go to India because I wanted to travel and I thought, well, I've got my backpack on me, like, I always travel lightly. And I, when I was in Kyoto in Japan, I waited for the 14 days to pass. Then I booked my flight and got my, my e-visa for India. And in between, between getting the visa granted and the day of the flight, India very, very smartly changed their laws so that I couldn't go. And it, although it really annoyed me because I, I was out of pocket and uh, and uh, stuck in by that point Osaka Airport in Japan, India safeguarded itself for a, a little bit longer than everybody else. And so I so, so there I was panicking, just running out of patience and l- lacking sleep in Osaka Airport. And I thought, you know what, let's just, let's just go home. let just fly, fly back to the UK, take the hit, and fly mm-hmm. back to the UK. And I spoke to the like I compared flights and the the cheapest one by far was via Shanghai. Of course alarm bells started ringing because back through China they'll look at my my visa see it says Hubei province panic because at this point Wuhan was like just going crazy and it hadn't quite spread as far as it has now and um on the desk at air China and said look I'm you know I, I came from Wuhan three weeks ago will I be stopped checked all that crap they said as long as you've got it as long as you haven't got it you'll be fine okay of course that's fine what they failed to mention was that i would be rushed off the plane by a guy in full medical suit scaring everybody on the plane everybody so as you can imagine oh. the entire plane was full of eight um asian people all wearing masks that sort of thing i wasn't wearing a mask I, yeah I actually know, actually that's no, like back that when i was i have got a mask but um by that point like the, the panic had sort of set in throughout like throughout East Asia. And yeah, so they were all getting their baggage like down for the compartments. And they all just stopped. And I, I just, you know, I was just on Spotify listening to music. And then suddenly this guy taps me on the shoulder and he has this little um this little bit of card saying my name and passport number. He said, you know, Jishina, Jishina, like Chinese, is this you? I was like, yeah, yeah, this is me, you know, and hurries me along the, like the walk, like the walkway in between and everyone's there, like either side Sort of forced to the size sort of they half luggage in their hands, all panicking because they think that oh, I've got it. And um,
0: so just trying not to get near you. Can like imagine the like scene.
1: You know, Chinese people panic a lot. Um, quick tangent if you mentioned Wuhan, if me and the guys mentioned that we were from Wuhan during our yeah. travels in, South- in Japan, people would just walk away from us. Like, because obviously all the tourists there were Chinese because it was Chinese New Year. Hence right. why, our, yeah. why our trip was already booked and also hence the spread. And so. When I was sort of in that kind of that like worm in between the plane and the terminal, there's that sort of like bit of like extendable bit. Mm-hmm. So I was just off the plane and all of the air hostesses and like airport workers were all like, ooh, I kind of like, you know, sort of like peer, peer up to watch the foreigner being examined and um and the the medical guy in his sort of full suit just put a thermometer under my tongue, a thing in my ear to check me. And you know, thirty seconds go by, everyone's still watching me like you know, googly g- eyes, and I'm asking him, so am I okay? You know, in Chinese, like basic Chinese, So, am I okay? Am I, you know, how, how are things? Am I all right? And yeah. he doesn't even ask me. He says, you know, come with me. So I'm there panicking, thinking, oh shit, maybe, maybe I actually do have it.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, like all of this, all these checks on you and people acting that way around you, doesn't that make you, did that make it a lot worse for you? Did it make you panic a lot more?
1: I mean, I just thought, Christ, what's going to happen if I now can't get back to the UK? I just thought, like, I don't really care about my health because I know that I'll be okay from it. Most people average are okay from it. I just thought, that's another £400 on flights down the drain. Also, I'll be in China if I've got it, which is even worse. Yeah, and so I was put on one of those little airport buggies that raced across across over to the, the airport's quarantine section and despite asking the guy in Chinese how am I is everything okay he just stayed blank the entire time and told me nothing. It was very useful. Um and uh, finally a girl came out who spoke perfect English and she asked me some questions about like Wuhan, Hubei province, how long how long it's been, how do I feel? I was like, yeah, I feel fine. And uh, he checked me again and he said, Yeah, on your way then. You're fine. I was like cool, nice one." <laughs> um, <laughs> so yes yeah, so so like panic over really I felt fine but I knew back in Ga- back, back at Gatwick I knew that we were going to be screwed because I just flown from Shanghai all right and I was, and on my plane it was full of, full of Chinese people all wearing masks and no one even spoke to me when I arrived in Gatwick
0: no one from like the British side
1: no one I got off the plane scanned my my passport on like the e-scanner yeah passport mask as well and then just got on the um the like the stagecoach where, where like national express bus yeah yeah and that was that wait
2: so um, they didn't, weren't disinfecting the mate that's fucking mad like they didn't
1: disinfect like the e-scanner they should have been like wiping that thing down right away well i
0: guess what date was this
1: this was the 11th attempt to get the 11th of feb it was a 12-hour flight all it was okay. was right at, the, right at the end of the flight, two two stewards came through with a bit of spray and just sprayed through. It's like, yeah, man, that's going to fucking help. Nice one.
2: Satisfactory, that's mad. The thing was, I thought they were putting people into quarantine hotels when they got back from Asia. Like, near Heathrow, they had um, hotels
0: But But even anyone. at the beginning of February, wasn't yeah. in the UK still a bit like, what is yeah, this? Yeah,
2: but they actually had the hospital set up near Heathrow already. They booked it entirely out. i have to double-check the dates, but I'm pretty sure they had it booked out. Cause someone from work was also quarantined.
1: When I came back there, there was no cases confirmed in the UK. Um, there was like, it was only a day or two after I came back that the first case was like the first British person was, was confirmed. And that was a guy, I think, that was a guy I think who, one of the people on board the diamond princess in Japan, I think, I think that was it. And then a week or so later that guy died, I think, I don't, I don't know, I don't know what, what the person's name was, but we were still pretty chill. And it's quite sort of ironic, actually, that all of the um, all of the news coverage and all of the and, and all of the well, yeah, news, yeah, all of the hype about the people that came back from Wuhan on that like escort plane back to the UK, all like seventy of them tested negative for coronavirus. <laughs>
0: okay, so was the plane like packed with like was it a lot of like Chinese people trying to get out of China? Was it a lot of like tourists in China just trying to get back home?
1: Well, at that point, it'd be the end of the, the tourist rush because Chinese. New Year ended about sort of the fifth, sixth, seventh of Feb. Mm-hmm. So most people were going back into China. Um, but there was a window where people from Wuhan were flying to the UK easily. And mm-hmm. it just happened at the worst time because Chinese New Year is the biggest annual, annual migration in the world. Like 800 million people move. And I know people that live in Wuhan, Chinese, Chinese, Wuhanese people that were in the UK, literally like. After after it was confirmed that it was spreading in Wuhan, and before Wuhan went into no, sorry, and during the time that Wuhan like went into lockdown, they were in the UK. So we like I knew upon arrival that we were just absolutely screwed.
0: Yeah, everything it just kind of sounds like a movie when you're like describing your whole like kind of yeah flying to and fro and then in the airport and being dragged into quarantine at quarantine and then people not speaking to you. What about like people like friends like colleagues? still back over in wuhan how are they like doing do you speak to them regularly
1: one of my uh mates jay who i teach with he, he's been there the entire time he, he's from ghana and um he he's just bored like for the first like week it was sort of people didn't really know what was going to happen but as soon as they like in terms of like once panic sort of set in and people and people were panic buying, um but once they put it into lockdown there was just there was there it was just boredom. Just like just just like we have now. Um, but slightly worse, obviously they couldn't leave the house. It was just boredom. And of course you, you do see videos where you where you, where people are being like abused because they are leaving the house and the police are very tough. Um I don't think I have any of those videos on my Chinese phone, but I think I've seen them on Oh, I've got it. This is a video that I've got to show you guys. can are... you, you see it? Okay, yeah?
0: Yep. Yeah
2: surely that's so bad like contagious ones my god
0: yeah they're all like close to each other and not keeping their social distancing you know
2: no but the thing is look at the contact as well that's mad Did someone like put their hand in the bowl of noodles i don't understand Did they put it like
0: <laughs> that's crazy
1: she, she just simply scooped up Elizabeth. look at that
2: <laughs> they've
0: got like full-on buckets
2: yeah, that, that's happening in a lot of countries, though. It's not just like Wuhan.
0: Oh, man. I mean, China, sorry.
2: Wait, is that on the floor and they're just picking up on the floor?
1: I don't know what it is. <laughs> but yeah, that's just it. I mean, how mad is that? <laughs> <laughs> mm. Sorry, I just found that at the time. Um, but yeah, you asked about my friend Jay. Yeah, he's yeah. fine. He's like.
0: Why did he decide not to go back home and just to like, stay, stay? I Wuhan. don't
1: know if Ghana gave out like a relief flight i mean we can we, we've we got yeah, funds to those. um but i don't uh, like i don't know if ghana or i don't think jamaica also um three of three of my colleagues are jamaican and I, I don't think jamaica did a flight out either um
2: it also depends on the health system i guess right like if they can if they think that the public can handle it and so on so i guess it was better for them not to
0: yeah, yeah. What what were your like family saying when you i guess you were in asia and china and then you were telling about this like virus which is just outbreaking. it's just were they like be like come home come home like as soon as you can really
1: there was no panic at the time there was just no everyone just thought oh so some people are getting sick all right and and no one really knew like like my mum messaged me around christmas new year time saying oh you know but you know wuhan's in the news apparently there's, there's a virus i was like yeah yeah it's down the road um, <laughs> and um but when I came back, that was when that was when everyone in the world knew about it. And my dad initially didn't want to see me for like the first week because he had pneumonia last year, so he didn't want to risk seeing me because I'd been in Shanghai and Japan because Japan had it quite badly at that point as well.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, so yeah, that that. that was, but by and large, I mean everyone was pretty pretty relaxed. So they were just happy, just happy to have me home, and they and they weren't too concerned because once once. Wuhan went into lockdown. I managed to get out, so yeah. So I kind of just yeah.
2: yeah do you have like thoughts to go back, also? so like if if and when?
1: Well, like um, two days ago, China um, blocked all foreigners coming to the country, um, which is really annoying because I would like to go back asap. Now that the UK screwed, and yeah. Wuhan is set to like like you know, Wuhan Metro is going to open up in on the eighth.
0: Yeah, they started lifting up restrictions.
1: One of the guys I work with, Zach, he's an American. He's been, he was stuck with his girlfriend's family. <laughs> he met him for the first time. He's stuck with his girlfriend's family <laughs> in a in a in a city in in Hubei called Yichang and he's going back to Wuhan in four or five days' time. And it's just really annoying now that they've banned all foreigners because obviously they don't want it coming back into the country. um And yeah. And it's quite annoying for me because I would like to go to China now, but until further notice, I can't. I, I legally can't go in. Like even if you've got a valid visa you, as a foreigner, you can't go into China now.
0: Yeah, I saw one of your uh, your Instagram posts. I don't know how joking you were, but you're saying you you basically felt more safer in you felt safer in Wuhan <laughs> than you do in London.
1: Yeah, because because that's a strange thing. Is that, it's that our government has less power over us than the Chinese do, and. In peacetime, that's, that's great for us. But when it comes to dire straits, the idea that the government can just take to do something can be useful. Um, yeah. And
0: yeah,
1: it's, it's just so strange that, like, to my girlfriend or, or to my friends like in China, I'll say, you know, how much better our system is. But the fact that you're right, yeah, that I felt safer being in Wuhan before, before it all exploded out than actually in London, because the Chinese people are very sometimes overly precautious, whereas we don't care as you've seen by the people who were like working out in outdoor gyms and um mm-hmm. my brother lives near Victoria Park and he said that on and um uh, on Sunday so yeah so, so 6 days ago people like like the market that's there for, for buying like all your artisan cheeses etc that was all full of people just full of people and, and and this was like only a few days after they announced that everyone should be self isolated that everyone should be social social distancing whatever whatever it is so
2: People are treating it like a holiday, and they need to stop because it's not a holiday right now.
1: Like skeg nest and Blackpool are full of people because, I mean, don't get me wrong, it, it's the perfect time for it because it's been raining for six weeks or whatever, and then then, then the sun comes out for a week. People are gonna <laughs> are gonna, gonna want to leave the house, and the thing is, because there's no ban on moving. Well, now there is. Mm-hmm. Now, now they're saying that you can get fined for it. But last weekend, it was just we were just told, "Can you please stay inside?" Well. If there's no, if there no, is no punishment for it, yeah. how are you supposed to care? You know,
2: they should just be dishing out like insane fines right now because people are just abusing it. I've seen them tape off like children play areas and outdoor gyms and other parks, but I've seen people still on the equipment. I'm like, you know, just why? Why are you got to be such a mug? Just to listen.
1: Yeah, I mean that that's something that actually I I have an issue with is that um is that my my local. Uh, outdoor gym has also been fenced off it wasn't on this day it was the day after um yeah. and what annoys me is is that the field to get in there is um gated and so you think about how many more hands will touch that gate on walking into the the outdoor gym um it's like the dog walking spot in my town and um it annoys me that, that the field isn't cut off but but the gym equipment is um because yeah, like you think about how many hands will touch that gate to enter it compared to how many hands will touch the pull-up bar, uh, why restrict the, the gym equipment? If you if are in a place like London and you've got twenty people um all surrounding one a bit what you know, like one bit of equipment, then because that, that that's what I saw online after the after the gyms all shut last Friday. But in my little in my little town, like my, my little village, there was there's just no one there. Some some am thinking, well, i'm gonna (laughs) do it you know
0: what have been like when you say like the main differences between how the uk government has kind of dealt with it and the the chinese kind of government speed that's the big difference
1: speed like we we care way more about our like citizens feelings in terms of like doing it in stages first Mm. Yeah, so like, so so like, I, I'm expecting a, a total lockdown at some point because that's how we're that's the where we're going. Yeah. But, I know it was just damn province, called, yeah. province on lockdown. Um,
0: but then they're like benefiting from it now, really.
1: Yeah, well, yeah, it seems good. So that's at least their public image. Yeah, um, just the main thing that I don't understand about our government is was was our border control because you look you look at how many hundreds of billions we're going to spend on the bailout for business for for large businesses self-employed people all these grants that they get out you know not not interest-free loans but they're grants and you look at that that like economic basically catastrophe and they're talking about the strain being put on the nhs if we had literally just closed our borders on the day that That Wuhan went into lockdown. If we just, if we just, if we just pass a law straight up, like like a day or two after, saying that if you leave the country even to go on a holiday, or if you return, you will not be allowed to come back to the UK. Or if you do, let's just say fourteen day quarantine, the cost of using facilities in and around Gatwick, Heathrow, Manchester, etc., the cost of of using those for the months of all of this virus would have been nowhere near as much of a dent as what's being caused now because because, business isn't running so that's kind of the main the main difference between the two china was willing to just have total lockdown take the massive economic hit for two months in that part of the country whereas we are going to have a sustained big hit
2: yeah i was thinking like as well like um the only reason they've responded as even remotely quickly well not remotely quickly it's because of the pressure that the public are applying on them and then people seem to forget like as soon as they do like one good act like say they're going to try and pay 80 percent of salaries up to 2.5k um, then everyone seems to like just brush it under the mug but, like realistically like as soon as i heard about it starting spreading and as soon as i heard like um it's there's at least one person in the uk i i just stayed at home i didn't need to go to go in to do my work so i stayed at home and i was like i'm not leaving my house until i'm sure because I don't need to leave my house, so why would I try catch it for no reason? Because I have a one-hour commute in underground. There's no point in me going in, right? So, but if people just understood the same concept, like acted like everyone else is infected and staying home where possible, like it would have slowed down the spread so much. There was also a documentary yesterday night I saw um, about, is it possible to avoid COVID-19? Don't know what channel it was on, but yesterday, by the way, was like Friday 27th, Um, just for people to know. And... It was ex- trying to explain some basic concepts to people and how people have been avoiding following the rules, like just going into mass herds and showing how a social distance is actually like cuts down on the spread and maybe even kills it off as much as possible. But people just refuse to understand it.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's it's also quite strange that it's you know because because we aren't affected as like compared to older people it's it makes me sort of laugh that, that we don't care about our our older generation and yet we take offense when older people don't care about things like the environment because it wouldn't affect them do you know what i mean
0: yeah that, that is quite a yeah funny way to put it
1: it's quite sad that sort of you know and yet as soon as when the shoe's on the other foot we're happy as a generation just to disregard their safety for the sake of us going for one more, one more week of pints and don't get me wrong i did it too i was up in london two weeks ago seeing friends from uni that i've not seen for a year and a half and i and i valued that as i valued that as way more important than my own than my own like you know pulling together as a country and not spreading it but yeah that was my priority so can't practice what i preach <laughs>
0: <laughs> and for them as well they they would have known that you were in wuhan and they were like totally cool with you potentially having it and meeting up and stuff like that
1: yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, i uh, once again, there's no knowledge about, about like there's no confirmed knowledge about how much it how much it can still spread, and yeah. if you can get it back again and that sort of stuff. So, uh,
0: don't know. Yeah, I think the scary thing is that it's so unknown. I guess and mm. they really don't know a lot about it. I think even now, really.
1: Yeah, but I, but I mean, I think I think now finally, by and large, the UK is now doing the right thing. It's just taken too too long too long to get to this point.
0: I um I actually watched a documentary yesterday. If anyone's interested, it's on the B- it's on BBC iPlayer. It's only a thirty minute thing. It's called Wuhan Life Under Lockdown. It's kind of follows around I think a video a guy who does like vlogs in Wuhan and just shows a bit like around when like the outbreak first started and just like how empty the streets were. It's great seeing like people just walking around like just in full I don't know what they called you know the white suits um
2: all the protective gear
0: yeah yeah and just in total lockdown i was going to ask um don't know if you know because you like dodged it but lockdown in wuhan if you did happen to like leave the house what what kind of happened were you kind of fined or like arrested or
1: yeah i mean i have seen videos of people breaking the rules and then being beaten in the street
2: yeah, it that's happening the same in India as well. I was watching my parents like watching that kind of news, so I see it on the TV. So people are just like going cr- like hoard crazy. People are trying to travel back home to, I guess, move back from the city to the rural parts, and uh, um, the police there give beatdowns more often. So they're just beating down people because they're just not complying.
0: Yeah, I guess I think, I think I saw someone's argument yesterday. Like you can only be on lockdown for so long before people just start disobeying and that's why kind of the uk's waited so long
1: they were letting people out to go shopping but it was like people have got us do you know what that's the one thing that i'm not totally sure on in terms of how they got how they got their supplies in because because they're because like i've only seen one clip of people queuing for a supermarket and it was like this whole kind of you know two meters back approach every time um but I, I think there may have been a time where that were, uh, it was just total, like, total, like, nothing. No one can leave the house, like, genuine mm. lockdown. Um, but I don't actually know how, how, how long that was for because, like I said, people were shopping at some point during this quarantine period. Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah I mean, they have to, don't
1: they? Exactly, yeah. Um, but I remember being told, like, by my girlfriend that people were complaining online once they reopened like delivery services for food.
0: Why are they complaining?
1: And it was like sort of um, something like only ten percent of the population in Wuhan could get a month a monthly shop based on the based on the supply and demand of, of online of um online supermarket shopping. Yeah. Nuts, isn't it?
2: Nut. Yeah. Here they're kinda of shutting it down, they're trying to prioritize the people in need first and then everyone else afterwards. So you're probably seeing a lot more. Here the one thing I wanna point out, yeah, I'm just gonna fucking air out some shit yeah. Basically I live in a area quite close to I I guess it's just recently to get Money flushed into it, but there's a lot of like Indians and so on. Basically it's a very mixed community, but there's a there's a high, there's a street cool healing road. Any Asians watching this will will know. And this is where you kinda of get your groceries imported from basically india all the time um and neighboring countries yeah so but the people here they've just literally been going to madness here basically people are absolutely like flooding the streets there's like no space whatsoever there and like in all these shops trying to get supplies despite them telling them supplies are going to keep coming you lot just need to fucking chill and i'm just like there's a, there's a bit of like uh, um arrogance like, and just need to understand what's going on. Like they they're going around spreading all this fake advice on WhatsApp. Like I'm I'm airing out my own parents. I don't give a fuck yet. Yeah. My my dad's been actually quite compliant. Um, for just fair play, this is like the opposite scenario which happens in my household. But fam, the rumors that I have to hear sometimes while I'm on the phone whilst working from home, I hear the most dumb as shit going out coming out their mouth spreading around or someone said this or do this because they only work on rumors and i'm just all oh my days you're watching the news as well they're telling you stop fucking doing it please listen like you're gonna make us catch it as well like you're literally being so thick just stay at home and let me and my brothers do the shopping when we can't get online shopping and that's it like we can do it and we can just do get essentials and get by no one's really pa- worried here like have we struggled to get essentials in the past few weeks we've we've I'm only buying one fruit packet still like every few days or so, or get buying two packets for the week. And like I'm fine. So if I can do that, I'm sure everyone can do the same fucking thing. Like it's just so much ignorance going on in this area. like i I hate leaving my house. If I'm going for a walk here, um, I try to do it at the minimal time where I have be in contact with anyone, but it's just it's so frustrating right now, like people are just not complying around here. Like it's literally just swarming around here like for no reason. I'm just like, please, guys, just fucking like listen for 12 weeks. That's all we have to do. 12 weeks. Like, I'm sure no one's gonna, no one's gonna like, you know, start stabbing each other yet. But if you can, it'll doing just this, be 12 weeks, though. It's 12 weeks to delay the NHS from getting fucked, right? But it's already fucked. Like, let's be honest.
1: <laughs> yeah, but it's not totally screwed yet, though. Like, like they're not so, I mean, look at Italy. Like, like they, they are so overwhelmed by the, by the, by the need for for, for intensive care units that, they like they're just so many, so many are dying. Whereas we're still we're still at the we're still at the point where only a few hospitals, mainly mainly London, are caving under under the weight of it.
0: Yeah, you see the graphs, and we're like on track with Italy at like the same point. I think there's what a two week difference. But
2: yesterday uh, we had a very nasty spike because you know the 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 numbers being reported they weren't being reported correctly. So, for example, a few of the days they were only recording the case is confirmed within nine a uh, business day, so 9 to 5. Yeah, then yeah. The other day, up. they switched it to 5 p.m. to 5 p.m. now. So, like, obviously the spikes, for us, like, we're going to have a nasty spike when the numbers start, I'm showing. But I'm just like, why couldn't yeah, we Because the I, I remember
0: a couple here? of days ago, the numbers for deaths increased only a little bit. And I was like, I got a bit gassed, you know. I was like, oh, shit, we're getting on top of this. But no. that was only for, like, half a day.
1: And then it's like you know, oh a hundred more, so great. You can trust our facts and things in terms of like who's died from it, but and like same for Italy, you you can't trust Chinese facts. <laughs> and they're like they're genuinely one of their politicians celebrated. I don't know, I don't know, I don't, know who, I, don't, I don't know who it was, but, but but a Chinese politician. I don't think he, I don't think he represents the full Chinese like the party's viewpoint, but he sort of celebrated the fact that Italy had more deaths in China
0: oh man that's just that doesn't go well nah i'm like i'm in two minds about it because in one mind i'm like how can italy have more deaths than china like that just it just doesn't make sense Mm -hmm. um but then china is starting to lift restrictions which kind of makes me think it must surely be getting better then
1: i mean yeah like in terms of i mean there was a day recently where there was no new cases, no new deaths from coronavirus in, in, in Wuhan.
2: No, that must have been bullshit. An, I just refuse to believe that that was the case.
1: Well, the thing is, I mean, I mean, it literally, like, forced lockdown. And the thing is, they are scared of the government, so so they, they don't break it. They're not going to break the law. The fact that they've been in, self, in, in isolation for 12 weeks now or something. No, wait, what's it? Jan 23rd. So, yeah, nine weeks they've been indoors. Like, if it if it does only last for two weeks, then surely those who have died have died, and those who haven't haven't. But I mean, they may they may also find that when it re- when Wuhan reopens again, a lot of those. I mean, can you imagine if like if like a family is just not heard about after 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 the reopening, and they go in and just find an entire family of people that have died from it. I mean, it's unlikely to get to find a whole family. It's more likely to be say you know an, an old couple. But at the same time, I'm imagine, I can imagine that those numbers will skyrocket, and they won't, and they and they, yeah. they won't report it because it it will make China look weak again. But they, but there will definitely be a many, many people that, that that just stayed inside
0: and just died in their homes. Died in their homes,
1: yeah. And you've got sixty million people in one Chinese province, and let's face it, outside of Wuhan. I mean, Wuhan's got a lot of hospitals, but like. Wuhan compared to the UK is different level, different level medical care. And then, of course, you take compare Wuhan to the other parts of Hubei province. I mean, Christ, the facilities there are dog shit. So there will definitely be thousands and thousands who have died from it in the, in the countryside and in smaller cities in 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 Hubei, especially. And so those figures will they will they will be made total crap because there will be a massive spike in like revealed death toll but they won't announce it
2: did you think they set up the hospital fast enough like and are we or we did we set, are we setting up ours
1: yeah but it, but it, but it's but it, but it's all fart and no poo because yes it's an amazing it's an amazing show of efficiency to build two hospitals in whatever it was like 10 days great you know, that, you know it shows some it shows a lot but at the same time like in the uk we're just we're just converting buildings why? Why did they need to build? Why, why did they need to build a hospital to show it off? If they put all of those hundreds and thousands of workers that were working on it and being paid good money to do it, they could have just converted much more space rather than building foundations. And so, yes, it was impressive what they did with that hospital, but it's more of a show rather than not. I'll give you. I'll give you. Um, I'll give you a good example during the during the two thousand eight Beijing Olympics a lot of the, the main roads in the city had little, what looked like little wind turbines. And they told all of the foreigners that were there that these were green energy producing little turbines. But really they were just electric powered motors that were just spinning around. So they were so eager to give off this impression during, during, during the Olympics. And really it was just total crap. So this hospital is, is kind of like, a diluted version of that, but on a much grander scale.
2: Remember here, they're also building like a few temporary morgues because of the amount of deaths that we're expected to have. Yeah, so you know, in the Excel center, for example, where they open up 4,000 hospital beds, they're planning to, in 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 there, there, there's there's a space for two morgues, I think it is. I could be slightly wrong. I know there's multiple morgues or temporary morgues opening up because, yeah, people still, I guess, need to be put somewhere for the time being if they die to COVID-19. And, yeah, they're saying we're going to be expecting a really high despi- I mean not a high despi- but they're going to expect people to go away anyway so just be prepared for it I was going to go into the bit about lockdown I don't wanted to know if you heard about the Bugsy Malone accident recently um, where he was speeding on his motorcycle and
0: I saw stuff on Twitter but I didn't um,
2: so what happened was a couple nights it. ago Bugsy Malone was on his motorcycle just having a race um, in the open streets and then a car pulls out at a junction doesn't really stop based on the CCTV footage he crashes into it He's in, I think he's like in a really bad state right now. He's alive. Um, no confirmation that So hopefully he gets well. He's a rapper, UK rapper from Manchester.
1: Oh, I haven't got a clue. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah. So he had a pretty bad accident. Obviously now he has to be treated by the NHS. And I was wondering like, um, what are your lot's thoughts on it? Because people were saying he deserved to die. He didn't deserve the help of the NHS during this. Like, but then he's obviously still a person. He just had an accident. Like, what are your lot's thoughts? Like, he shouldn't have been out in lockdown. Is my thoughts. Well, I wouldn't say
0: he help. like deserves to die, but he's a bit of an idiot for doing that.
2: Yeah,
1: yeah. I think I think he deserves social media scrutiny, but I don't yeah. think he should lose his life for it.
2: there has <laughs> <laughs> been a massive thing, like on Twitter. Like I saw, like, um, like it was like people were, like, oh, he deserves to die. Obviously, there's been a lot of scrutiny as well. Some people, man, it's just been mad. I've been like, wow, like people instantly turn on him. I'm, like, Liam Malone, he had an accident. What do you want to? What do you want him to do? Like.
0: 'Cause he not he's not like a generally hated uh character, is he? Or like no. person in the rap scene. No. I think he's supposed to be well liked. Um but yeah, I just wanted to like divert slightly just more into the general like China and like Wuhan kind of topic. So you're actually teaching out there, right?
1: Yeah, no, yeah, it's um it's it's quite a good gig. And it's something that I'd recommend to anyone, especially now. Now that now that China is going to be more desperate for foreigners and people are going to be less willing to go, it also means that once China gets back on its feet in say six months time and this all swept under the carpet, it would be a really really good thing to do for people our age because because the money's good and it's fun and it's cheap. Um, there are like big downsides to it.
0: Well, like cheap to live there.
1: Yeah, like annoyingly, I've got to pay rent in In twelve days' time, and I've got to pay seven hundred pounds but but that'll last me three months
0: oh, and that's
1: oh. yeah and that's in central that's that's in central Wuhan um so
0: well that's right next to the market all right
1: exactly yeah yeah because <laughs> Wuhan, Wuhan is in two. there's there's there, there's Hanko which is north of the river and then wuchang which is south um yeah china china is great like there's a lot of opportunity, they will always like. You will never be Chinese if you don't look. If you haven't got Chinese parents, you're like, for example, you know, all immigrants in the UK, most parents, most of their parents will identify as Polish, Indian, or whatever. But then the kids identify as English. Whereas in China, if you don't look Chinese and you haven't got Chinese parents, you're not Chinese. Um, the opportunity is great if you accept the fact that you will always be a foreigner in China um, in terms of, and and that also like limits opportunity, but
0: okay. So you actually feel treated differently. Oh God.
1: Yeah. But, but it has its perks. Like I'm, I'm definitely willing to take, to accept the fact that old men are going to stare at me for the entire 15 seconds. that I walk past them. I'll yeah. turn back and see my head going. Yeah. Um, and yeah, like, but but at the same time, you can you can ask for a lot of money for less work than you'd have to do in the UK. You know, you you compare the average sort of teacher salary in the UK to twenty to thirty grand, depending on where you work. Maybe thirty-five, depending on where you work. And in China, you can get you can you can get that as a starting salary in in any city in China. But bearing in mind that it costs almost nothing to live rent's cheap, food is so cheap, then it's an amazing way to basically save money, really. I
0: assume that's Wuhan-specific, though. Like Shanghai must be quite a bit expensive. I always thought Shanghai was an expensive kind of city to live in.
1: Yeah, Shanghai is the most expensive city in China, definitely. Um, Yeah, Shanghai definitely is. But it's strange because with Shanghai, Shanghai is the most Western city by far. Like, for example, things like bagel shops, and i'm guessing the rate of vegetarianism or veganism is, will be like i'm pretty sure you won't get a vegan restaurant anywhere in china apart from in shanghai so right. and and in and, and shanghai you notice that the, the young people still wear the same clothes as people in the rest of china but the, it's the older generation who wear nicer clothes and have a certain walk about them and can speak English a lot more. Um, whereas if you're somewhere in the sticks in some random province's main, main, you know, capital city, you yeah. just you can you can feel the the lack of English, the lack of money as well. Definitely. Mm.
0: So, what are you teaching English? Yeah, can we show you a clip or two of what it's like? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go for it. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Also, Andy, why does it look like you got a fresh trim?
2: By the way, um, in this
1: climate. Oh, um, I I had a trim about uh, <laughs> a week and a half ago. Okay, it's got a good one. So I've just asked the kids. So I've I've just written, my name is Andy. What is the question? Because this is their last lesson before their sort of their first year test. Yeah. And those two boys there said, "Who are you? And what's your name?" So. And
0: what um what age is this?
1: So these kids here. They are between four and six. They're like, like is their first year of learning.
0: Okay. Yeah. So like reception kind of year one.
1: Pretty much. Yeah. And one of the kids in that class, this is like her homework. So I have a yellow pencil and a yellow yo-yo. Um, oh, that's wicked. Yeah. So like it, it is good fun. It's not the most like intellectually stimulating job in the world, but at the same mm. time, it the sort of like, the rewarding factor is is definitely there. I
0: was going to say. So then, um, when it did, so your girlfriend's also a teacher, or like co teacher, teaching assistant. So what what's happened to like the schools now, since it's like been in lockdown?
1: They've just shut, um, and we now teach online.
0: Okay, so you're currently still working, even though you're back in the UK.
1: Yeah, so so I want a massive pay cut because the centre isn't making any money. But um, yeah, so so I I will record videos twice a week for 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 each of my my different kids and their level their level, and they will send videos on like via some app like a teaching app, and I'll mark their homework. So here are, here are all my videos that I've done that I've taken more recently. It's a lot of videos in there, a lot of them. Um.
0: And then these are like, I assume these videos aren't like hour long lessons kind of thing.
1: No, no, it, it, I, I'll show you one. I'll show you one now. He's, this is for my, my, my babies.
0: Act out the story. Catch that cat. Okay, are you ready? Let's go. Up. Down. Oh, you've got graphics on it as well. Oh, mate, it's well, it's well this,
1: this week, I want you to draw three animal babies okay and i want you to say a baby blah 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 is called a blah 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 okay a baby dog is called a pup see (laughs) so so what i'll do after this call is i will go online and check my kids homework for that for that particular this week
0: do you think it's like working well like that kind of system
1: yeah genuinely like because like espe especially for the for the kids of mine that are good it gives them way more to look at um mm-hmm. the ones the ones who aren't doing it they will suffer because by and large it's the ones who don't do the homework anyway and so therefore don't aren't doing as well in class so when we go back to to teaching the gap will be huge like i'd, I'd say half mm-hmm. my kids do the homework yeah. And there's no pressure for the kids to do it because some of them make like some of them's parents have had coronavirus and stuff like that.
0: So yeah, yeah. was teaching always a because I've got your degree here, what you did, and it doesn't really <laughs> relate in the same way. So
1: Aaron with the C.O.B. checks <laughs> doing ancient history and teaching. No, well, I was travelling in South America and I was in a hostel in Chile when I got the email from a, a recruiter and. Once I got back from South America, I did their interview. He basically just says, do you want to be a teacher in China? I was like, yeah. Right. Like, <laughs> I mean, because... Is, is why not? Exactly. I mean, it's, it's been almost three years since uni now. And I've not had a proper job, but I've kind of done like a work and travel thing. When we left uni, in, I had it um, in the pipeline to go and work in Ghana. Okay. And I worked in Ghana for October, November, December of seventeen. That was a uh, like a junior consultancy thing. So we were we were given like a Ghanaian volunteer as well pair pair. Um and we would we were all assigned a CEO and we would have to work with that CEO to try and improve their business. And my God needed needed a lot of help. <laughs> he made a lot of money, but he had no bookkeeping. He he had like nothing like. He didn't know anything about his competitors, all that kind of stuff. So we did, okay, we, we did like spot yeah. tests, and on the first day, like, like I met him in his suit, and he was like, "Nice to meet you, man. Uh, where's the where's the, where's the business plan?" And I was like, "What do you mean? <laughs> I've just met you. Like like I know I know nothing about your business, and he's asking for a business plan on the first day. So that was incredible. Really amazing experience that one.
0: So you were there for how long in Ghana?"
1: For three months.
0: Three months. And then where do you go after that?
1: Came back. I went to South America. So I did. Are you guys watching the, the race across the world film on BBC right now?
0: No. No. Not have I heard of it? I think I've heard of it.
1: I've watched the first three and basically they're racing on they've they've got two thousand pounds as a as a pair. And they have to get to go from Mexico City down to Ushuaia in in the bottom like the most bottom. City in Argentina. Okay, and so I basically did that route. So South America did, did yeah Mexico, Guatemala, Central America, apart from Honduras and Belize because of warring tensions and stuff at the time. Yeah, yes, yeah, so all of Central America, and then went down this this side of uh, South America. Went down like Colombia, Ecuador, Peru, Bolivia, Chile, up Argentina, back back up to Rio, and then flew back via Portugal or Marrakesh, which was nice.
0: Uh, that sounds wicked. I think we've got a lot of time now on lockdown, so I can watch that TV series. <laughs> you know and what's so bad what?
2: about lockdown? Pardon? I saw some news about, this is fake news, about the Russia re- releases 500 lines to stop people going outdoors during the coronavirus pandemic. But this is apparently a fake story, and people are just sharing it as a joke. So this the actual videos from somewhere in South Africa and not Russia, but people are sharing it and just c- continuing the joke about it. 500 lines have been released by Putin in Russia. So if you see that news going around, it's fake news. According to I mean, if, if enough
0: people believe it in Russia, then it could work in their favor. So
2: no, no, the Russians are sharing it as a joke. It's just the people uh, okay. outside are believing it as true.
1: Yeah, you know, you know is so hilarious but also like disgraceful <laughs> is that um, it keeps on saying like you know North Korea cases one, cases zero, cases one, cases zero. <laughs> if someone gets it, they just kill it straight away.
0: Man, I don't know what's happening over there so it was, it was during this like south america kind of trip that you got the offer to go over to china yeah Spain.
1: yeah and like i don't want to be a teacher at all but it's um it's a good job no way like, I, could, I, could, I, could, I could teach in the uk no way Like i I wouldn't deal with the kids because like the, the kids are paying for it what well, the parents are paying for it because it's like private english lessons mm-hmm. then they're younger and they're better behaved so yeah it's much better
0: how is your like Is it mandarin
1: my chinese yeah mandarin yeah like i mean they just call it chinese but yeah it is mandarin um, and um no it's okay it's fine like it's not great i'm i i'm personally quite embarrassed by it because in south america i learn spanish pretty quickly but um once i i got lazy once i was able to travel by myself in china and get, and get barty, basically i got very lazy and didn't do any sort of further stuff but since 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 i've been back in isolation here in the uk I'm, I'm learning a bit more
0: but i mean so is it like difficult to teach
1: well yeah I mean, they're paying for an english only environment
0: okay so it's beneficial not even to to just always speak in english that's kind of what they want
1: yeah yeah i mean like between us foreign teachers there is varying degrees of chinese my friend jay the one from ghana he speaks perfect chinese he like, they all think that he's from a province called called Zhejiang in south in southeast China. Then, then you've got like the guys in between who is like me, basically the English guys, me, Lewis, Michael, Nick, and we can we can speak enough to get by and be absolutely fine. And then there's the American guy Zach who speaks
0: none.
1: He's <laughs> 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 been there for three years and he speaks no Chinese. All he can say is Chu, which is "eat," and uh, "jiao," which is like "come on." <laughs>
0: I think uh, one uh, another thing about China's like fascinated me. I had a Chinese uh, housemate when I was in America and that was only then I learned about like Chinese censorship and how much of like social media is kind of like blocked off. What What's kind of like the whole situation like regarding that? What's that all about?
2: I, th- I thought from my knowledge, it was just to stop like rioting and like mass um, gatherings against and protests and stuff like that.
1: The share of knowledge. They don't want ideologies to come into China, and also they don't want Chinese people, let's just say, spending ten pound a month on YouTube, when that's going to to an American company. If they just if they just ban YouTube altogether, then it will make the Chinese companies make their own equivalents. You know, like okay. TikTok is doing in China. They have weibo which which is which is like their version of Twitter. WeChat is their version of Facebook. You know,
0: isn't WeChat like everything?
1: Yeah, well, That's WeChat is like your WhatsApp, your Apple Pay, and your Facebook in one. But they still use like YouTube equivalents. It's just so ironic, though. That, um, I think it was Versace or one of, one of the biggest, uh, Italian fashion brands. They posted like there was a shirt as part of their as a T-shirt as part of their stock that had like you know London, UK, Paris, France, and all that jazz. All these mm. cities: Stockholm, Sweden. And then it says like Shanghai, China, Hong Kong, Hong Kong. And of course, because of the whole Hong Kong tension and that sort of stuff, literally thousands, hundreds of thousands of people that were just disgracing Versace and Chinese social media. And you can't help but think to yourself, Well, that you know, this post is on Instagram. Yeah, Instagram's banned in China. Then and so you kind of think, Well, why why is the Chinese government getting involved in in Instagram Instagram posts and T- Donald Trump's tweets when
0: yeah. why?
1: is banned in china it's it's very much a case of they it's not banned it's just they control who sees it if you want to get a vpn and see china and see western stuff in china you can but you've got to pay for it and so that sort of just disincentivizes most people from doing it and so it's very strange because things like a chinese new year or back in back in like i think it was september or october there was china, there was a 70th birth 70th birthday of of the communist party of china and they just turned off vpns for so it's just funny how like how much they like <laughs> they allow vpns but they just filter how much how much you you can see
0: so is that how you kind of communicate with like friends and family back home
1: vpns yeah vpns mm so uh, one thing I actually wanted to ask
2: kind of off topic, um, but basically you see how there's like that common stereotype if you're like a, as I said, foreigner, I guess, in China, do they actually go and take pictures with you as if you're some celebrity?
1: Oh, yeah. I always just sort of joke with them. They say, oh, you know, can you get a picture? I was just like, yeah, mate. A hundred quid, please. You know, like, tenner, please. Tenner. And they'll laugh. I'll look at them and go, ten pound, please. <laughs> 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 <In China. laughs> just to reaction. But yeah, no, it's fine. Like, you get used to it. You really do. And it's not so much like, you know, if I go to like a tourist place, like if I'm up a mountain or something, people are going to want to take pictures. But it's when I'm in like doing my nine to five or if I'm like in a bad mood and someone's just staring at you and you say, oh my God, like I like, I might just turn to some guy and go, what? What are you looking at? They're, they're just like, but but like, they'll also record you without telling you as well, or like, you know, without asking you, if you want to get a picture, come and ask, you know, I'll say yes. But it's when I'm just like walking down the street and someone's just gonna look like recording me.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I hear a lot of like celebrities like talk about stuff like that and yeah, they don't like it over here. Are there a lot of like do a lot of people speak English? Like around where you live?
1: No. in Shanghai in Shanghai, a lot of people do. Um, Beijing more so as well. Young people, if you if you find someone who's about who's like twenty, like the generation between the ages of ten and forty they can all understand you if you are like most. Most people can understand you, but also most people say like, don't give a shit. So they'll just say the phrase mail mail means no, or like, or like I don't have. But it also means like, now just go away. Okay. Like, yeah. For example, there's a YouTuber and he lives in Shenzhen, the Texas city in the south, and he asks a Chinese a Chinese news agent in imperfect Chinese, "Can I grab a a Western paper?" And he's like mail 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 you know you know oh i don't have it he's like it's right there he's like no mail 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 he's like go away basically i don't want to talk to you <laughs> so Fair. like they they can read it quite well they can read english quite well and they can understand something but they're very afraid of talking because their their education system is once again i use this phrase a lot it's all fart no poo
0: <laughs> yeah, I I you said it, it earlier so and I just like let it slide I was like okay nah, I kind of get it yeah China, China is,
1: it is all the show no substance it's it's all the hours at work not much productivity all the hours in the library at university fall asleep in your laptop you know
0: yeah yeah
2: well yeah. I guess we've been shitting a lot I guess on China so I was wondering if you had like anything what are the good things that you come across like maybe some food dishes or so on like
1: some cultures like i do frequently bash china but there's, but there's definitely a lot but like there's a reason why, why i want to go back as soon as i can you know the the lifestyle is is incredible i haven't i cooked about five times in 2019 because <laughs> you don't need to like if you're earning london london grad jobs starting salary money in china then why would you need ever need to cook the markup is so is so minimal. Because services are so cheap, you know, if I want to get a cab to the nearest Western bar, that's fifteen minutes. It will cost me one pound twenty. So the markup is so small, you just don't even think about spe- like spending your money.
0: The food there, I imagine, the like Chinese food is great. Is there much like diversity in food, or is it like kind of mostly all like Chinese food?
1: It was quite ironic that when I came back from like back into the UK, I went for a Chinese meal with my mates, and I just said, "Oh, it's so nice to have Chinese food." Like, it's, like thinking about it, like from a uk perspective because it's mm-hmm. completely different like completely yeah. different all the dishes that, that we have in the uk have come from china at some point but it's been completely Adapted. changed out at spaghetti bolognese that's not an official italian dish it's just spaghetti and meat sauce but yeah yeah um and so yeah i mean depending on terrain it does change massively like thankfully i'm quite fortunate to have been to pretty much everywhere in china and like in the south you get spicy food a lot of chilies a lot of sour sour food um which is not for everyone's palate
0: yeah and and you were saying to me as well like how so many people go traveling to southeast asia but you're saying they should probably like consider china a bit more
1: i can understand why people go if they want to have a good time to places like thailand vietnam cambodia because China's not really a fun country. I mean, first of all, people get people get put off by the 150 pound visa um, fee. Anyway, also, it's not Western tourist friendly. Like, quite often you've got to book tours, or quite often you've got a, like, for example, like booking trains. I can imagine would be such a pain in the ass if I didn't use Chinese apps. And so it it it's it's hard meeting a German girl once. Who who said that in her 10 days sort of like her 10 day stay as part of her world tour in China, the first four days were in Shanghai trying to get to to sort out her passport because there, there was there was issues with her visa. So that's just like a very common thing that you get with people in China. It's very difficult. But once you do get once you do get there, it's just incredible. I mean I can just go through these. I mean, everyone goes to Shanghai. It's literally worth seeing for one day. There's nothing to see in Shanghai. I would never recommend Shanghai to anyone visiting China. Everyone goes to Shanghai and Beijing because they are like the most famous two cities. Never go like that. That picture is the only thing worth seeing. It's called the Bund, but there's so much more to China.
0: Yeah, you've, some of your photos are like stunning.
1: It's nice and it like. Yeah. I, I mean, I have spent between sort of maybe five and ten grand over the last eighteen months on travel.
0: I guess you've been like basically all over the world, Africa, South South America, Asia
1: yeah yeah i don't i don't know if you guys know about xinjiang the the province in china you yeah, know oh that's worth looking up after this because um there's a lot of tension
2: oh is this where they have the concentration
1: camps <laughs> that's the one
0: yeah
2: Ooh. i only heard about it recently though I, I can't lie um i found out by a niche i was uninformed of such um, madness is going on but
0: yeah. My knowledge of China
2: is very low.
1: So is everyone's, you know?
2: Yeah. Well Aaron it's supposed to, well, allegedly obviously you don't want the Chinese to come assassinate me after this. <laughs> um, they basically have concentration camps or the equivalent for Muslim people in China in that region.
0: Okay. That's uh yeah, not not good.
1: It's a it's a, a very difficult situation for all those involved and of course there's a lot of um from what I've heard that all started because there was um, there was a, there was apparently eight guys who killed forty people. They stabbed them in in Guan, in Guangzhou in south in Southeast China. That's why that's what i heard was the reason for it from from a Muslim who, who I know who, who lives in China, and he said that was that was the reason why countries like Iran, Turkey, powerful Muslim, Muslim nations weren't stepping in because the China because they felt as though the Chinese one the Chinese China's more more powerful obviously, but also the fact that, that if some guys ruined it for the rest and China's kind of just taking it out on those people, which is yeah, interesting. But
0: Yeah. I guess before we um we round up the episode, I guess, so what is your current current plans now? So
1: Well, I can't plan. because um, China's just China's plugged its borders. Um
0: yeah.
1: Foreigners. I mean I mean for the foreseeable future, I'll be making those little videos for the kids, marking their homework and all that jazz. And um, just have to take it week by week and have to listen to reports based on what China will allow. Because, I mean, ideally, I would like to have flown to, flown back to Wuhan within the week because Wuhan's going to be reopened and mm. we are potentially facing lockdown.
0: I was going to say, how, how does your visa situation work?
1: Well, my visa runs out in. October. So I've still got time, thankfully. The strange thing is, is that I actually I actually handed in my notice with work back back in October of, of nineteen. And so I'm not actually contractually obliged to go back. But at the same time, coronavirus has caused me to lose a lot of money because of just like flights and I spent like an extra yeah, year, yeah. 10 days independent cost money as well. Um and of course it's gonna cost more to get back there and get my stuff that I, that I would like to get back. Um. and so I'm going to work for, for like I was due to work February and March on full salary and then and then leave so I need to go back and I want to like replenish funds to that like to that figure uh, to about yeah. sort of to that figure that I planned to and then go travelling again I want to do yeah, India to Indonesia or maybe India to Australia and just do it all and just spend maybe like five, six months on my savings from China. And I want to see the Seven Wonders of the World before I'm 25.
0: What, what have you covered so far?
2: Wait, what are the Seven Wonders of the World?
1: So so you've got, so you've got uh, the, the Great Wall of China, Chichen Itza, yeah. Mexico, the um, Mayan Temple, um, yeah. Colosseum, and Christ the Redeemer in Rio.
0: They're the ones you have seen.
1: Yeah, and the two more are Taj Mahal and Petra in Jordan, which is why I was trying to fly to India from Japan to take off another one. And um, I really, like, I did contact the embassies from Israel, Jordan and Egypt because I wanted to do like a month-long tour of the three countries and go and see Petra as well when I first came back. But I didn't get any emails back from Egypt or or Jordan, but Israel said that you know, I was fine to visit despite having been living in Wuhan before. Because their laws haven't changed yet, but yeah, hindsight's uh, a bitch. Um,
0: when do you when do you reach twenty five? January. January. Okay. So hopefully this everything gets sorted out quickly.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's going to be a question of whether I can, or I can go back to China, earn those, work for how many months I need to, and just be tight with money, and then if I can do it before before on twenty five. And then after that, I've kind of already set myself the next target of of seeing the the twenty one shortlists uh, shortlisted places: the Acropolis in Greece, Alhambra in southern Spain, Angkor Wat, Cambodia, Chichen Itza, Mexico, Christ the Redeemer, Colosseum, Eiffel Tower, Pyramids, Great Wall, Hagia Sophia in Istanbul, Kiyomizu in Kyoto. I'm actually going to go and see that, but it wasn't that special really. Machu Picchu. <laughs> Mao, the, the the Maui statues in Easter Island, the castle in Germany, Petra, Red Square, Moscow, uh, yeah, such a liberty, Stonehenge, Opera House, Taj Mahal, and Timbuktu. Timbuktu will, will be the highest one to visit because it's in Mali, and it, I've looked it up and it seems so difficult to visit.
0: Yeah, so is that kind of just like an expanded Wonders of the World kind of list?
1: Yeah, well, these were the 21 shortlisted, like, like nominations for it. Okay. Yeah, personally, Christ Redeemer should not be there. It's not spectacular. Like it's iconic. Don't get me You're wrong, right. it's iconic. Like, but it, but it, to actually go and see, it's not special at all. Yeah, in my, I mean, I did ancient history at university, so I think I think the Acropolis should, should be there, the Parthenon
0: instead. I've seen a few of them, but not many.
1: But yep. yeah, I just decided to like I like travelling, and I caught the, I caught the bug for travelling, and um, just want to see as much as I can, and I'm not in a rush to get a real job.
0: <laughs> no it sounds like you're enjoying yourself so I'll be stick at it.
2: speaking of enjoying ourselves we've been enjoying ourselves quite a bit on this episode <laughs> we have that's an amazing story we had some like goods and bads we had like everything in this episode
0: Jesus Christ
1: yeah so overall yeah. coronavirus is shit I'm <laughs> going to go back to China because the life's really good and travel some more that's it really yeah
0: sounds good to me We we end our each episode with like three final questions a call out and then a shout out so um, yeah we'll start with the final questions I guess I'll go with the first one and that is we've made them kind of lockdown based themed we'll switch them up so we've got what would be your dream guest to spend lockdown with so instead of like a dream dinner guest it's kind of more of a (laughs) you're in lockdown what's what's the dream guest
1: Um, do you know what I would like to go for
0: Roy Keane. Roy Keane? Oh, I don't know. Oh. How, how come? Because surely I'm like, yeah, he's legend, hero, whatever, but I don't know, you might just get a bit pissy. <laughs> it might not end well. The
1: thing with Roy Keane is, is that is that he's not like, because the last thing you want from, from a, quarant- a quarantine pal is then to be yeah. loud yeah. and... It's in your know, loud and in your face. Whereas Roy likes to keep things very calm, and if you ask him a
0: question, he'll stick to himself. Yeah, he'll
1: stick to him, Yeah, and also if I was quarantined with Roy Keane, I would just like not too much that I'd, that I'd piss him off and make him kill me, but I would ask a lot of questions about Man United and Alex Ferguson and all that sort of stuff. And I know, and I, I know you're also a big, a big United fan, so um, um,
0: yeah. <laughs> Yeah no no Roy Keane, yeah when you first said it, I was like okay Roy Keane might be a bit of a dodgy one but I get I get it now yeah, yeah I can see that if anything bad went down as well hopefully Roy Keane would have my back as well so
1: yeah I think he would as as long as you like you said do, do one thing nice to him and prove it all well, like you know you let him share the butter or something I'm I'm sure he I'm sure, he'd, I'm, sure he'd, I'm sure he'd headbutt yeah, someone yeah. if they tried to break in
2: I think my my dream um, guess would be I think. Ideally, I'd want to be a no one, but then I saw, I've been watching my dramas, i obviously Twitter Insta, yeah, she, I'm, oh, I'm Maya, English, she her energy, yeah, her energy would be just amazing to be around in this lockdown.
0: No, she should, she'd be up there as well, to be fair, yeah.
2: yeah. Sweet, okay, the second question is, what is your chosen meal for the rest of the lockdown, if you could only have one meal?
1: Oh, Christ, um, is this based on what I've got in the cupboard or what I could have? What you could
2: have, anything you could have. Yeah. You could have start or main dessert if you want as well.
1: Oh, it's tempting. Um, all right. For starter, do you know what? I'm gonna go simple and go like Actually, shouldn't no, add No, I'm not. I'm gonna go for foie gras, mate. Yes, it's cool. yes, what, what? There, foie gras. It's kind of like it's 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 like overfed goose liver. Very unethical, but god, it tastes brilliant. Fair enough. <laughs> like I've I've only, I've only I've only had it a few times in like in like snazzy restaurants occasionally, but it's really nice. Yeah, um, yeah. main course. Oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go for something that I had in japan recently um great a5 kobe beef
0: i don't know where it is but it sounds fancy
1: i spent 200 pound <laughs> on a steak
0: <laughs> oh.
1: it's different quality like it's it's like go on go on youtube and type in and type in like like you know what is kobe beef or like yeah i might even get i might like send you a link to a guy who eats at the place that i went to but yeah it 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 was next level, so yeah i' go I'll go for Kobe Kobe beef.
0: I've seen a lot of those videos where um it's like I don't know five dollar burger versus a hundred dollar burger and like a lot of those kind of stuff, so maybe
1: BuzzFeed worth it,
0: yeah, 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 that exactly, um, so maybe I don't know, maybe it was on there. you going for a dessert
1: um I would go for some british apple, apple
0: crumble. Nice <laughs> and then the third question and final question is um this is a question we ask every guest, the same one, and that is what has been your most memorable third wheeling experience so that's not not on the show we mean like if you're third wheeling <laughs> someone or someone's third wheeled you
1: okay, so this is a great story, so I'm not sure if do you know what I'll say it anyway, so I was on I was on the flight back from ghana back to the uk back in december 2017 and two of my friends had been hooking up throughout the throughout the the uh the trip and they had sex on the plane in the seat next to me
0: um okay
1: (laughs) flying from accra in ghana to dubai and we got we got shit-faced on the plane because We'd been in quite a dangerous, compar- like, comparatively dangerous country for, ten for like, 10 weeks. And our, our like, curfew and restrictions based on, based on like, the, the company we were working for were quite tight. Because it, it was, it was government-funded. So when, once we realised that the plane had a free bar, we just started getting pissed. And, yeah, there was kind of a fish wheel. It was kind of a fish wheel, which, which, which was the guy next to me. But no, but nothing's major. But nothing major happened with the, with the girl in my lap, so
0: yeah, okay.
1: So it was kind of a third wheel, fifth wheel fun um, <laughs> event. Um, but the couple, the couple who were <laughs> the window seat had sex, and they were there rocking, rocking backwards and forwards. Um, she was on his lap, and they were cool. What
0: were you doing during his time? Like trying to watch a film or
1: something? <laughs> no, no, no. I, I was drunk. And, the five of us were having a conversation. But 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 the guy who the guy the guy who was on the aisle, he 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 was a bit more sort of shy and shy about this sort of situation that was unfolding like unfolding before us and he he was just kind of like had his hand on on the on, on the armrest, kind of looking down the plane, kind of just checking to see if anyone can know what we we're doing. But because it was because it was like, you know, a flight from Ghana to Dubai, so it was just so unthinkable. It was they were able to get away with it, you know. If it was like mm. you know, Malia back to London, that they, they might check for that sort of thing. But it, but it was it, it was an overnight flight, so it was like two, three in the morning. All of the the Arabic, African, Asian guys who were on the flight were all asleep, and so they 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 just decided to have sex on the on, on the seat next to us.
0: Right. So they, yeah, that's that's a mem- that's a memorable experience, I'd say. <laughs> It's definitely a
2: story. The the next section is a call out, or would you like to nominate someone that you think, or multiple people that you think would be a good guest to have on?
1: Okay, so I'll nominate my friend Jay, the guy who's been in lockdown in Wuhan. Mm -hmm. Hopefully, he he can provide you with good content. I'll go for Hassan and Cam as well. Why not?
0: Yeah, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll get them on. Sweet yeah and then we and last thing we do is just a shout out so each of us can shout out something whether that's like your social media something you're working on something you've bought recently a restaurant whatever do you have uh, anything in mind hamish
2: yeah so i have the Skepta young ads and chip collaboration album called insomnia that I just dropped um a couple of days back and yeah obviously bugsy malone um because i love his music so i'm hoping he makes it through and yeah we get more of his bugsy malone music
0: he- he's still an idiot yeah <laughs> um i'm i'm gonna shout out a little uh a little website i made recently uh called rona live that's r o n a dot live and um it's basically just like a live ish counter of the coronavirus you can like select countries and like see the number of like confirmed cases and number of deaths and number of like recovered patients
1: you can also include travel information on it as well that's important mm, flight information okay. like Oh, but like, 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 board information,
0: yeah, yeah. No, that's a good shout. And before anyone shouts at me, I'm not earn- there's no ads on it, I'm not earning money from it, or anything. <laughs> or anything like that. So, Andy, anything you'd like to shout out?
1: Based on what Hate Me said, I want to shout out uh, a band called, called uh, Halas, they're Scandinavian H A L L A S, Halas. And um, they, did, they just released a new album. I'm not a big fan of the new album, but as a band, they, they deserve a big shout out because they're really awesome. <laughs> And um, yeah, I'm not. I'm not really, really working on much digitally apart from just trying to make nice looking Instagram pictures for myself and yeah, close friends.
0: <laughs> yeah, we we'll, we we'll have your Instagram in the uh, description anyway, so go check that out. And yeah, thank you so much for coming on. No worries. Our first remote guest, so let anyone listening let us know how it all sounds and all. And sorry if it doesn't sound yeah. usual, but you know, these are different times we're living in. But yeah, anyway, hope everyone like listening has enjoyed it and. Hamish, anything?
2: Yeah, check out our Patreon. We check out the Clips channel if you, um, if you want to just watch the shorter versions of the episodes. Um, what else is there? We have a Discord server, so go join our Discord server. We're gonna start games night and so on very, very shortly. So you'll be able to join. And during this lockdown, we may just have it every other day. Who knows? <laughs> if you want to come and chill with us, talk to us, play games, whatever. Um, and this can be all done through like an app. So, yeah, let's just at least enjoy the free time we have and yeah, spend it having fun.
0: Awesome. Well um everyone stay safe, wash your hands, stay inside, all that kind of stuff. Uh I this. <laughs> 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 thank you again Andy and I guess everyone will speak to you next week. Have a good day. See you,
1: yes nice. have a Good one.